Otherwise, we'll rewatch like Ernest movies. Oh God! Have you have you tried? It 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 is amazing that that worked on me, and I feel Although, really ashamed that I made my parents watch that shit. There is Ernest Scared Stupid. Is amazing. We got it, guys. Is that a stay tuned? Is Ernest Scared Stupid a stay tuned to vertical viewing? How good if was we did like a Halloween episode, maybe? <laughs> yeah. How how? But I, uh, what was Ernest goes to camp like? Does Ern- that Ernest hold up? goes to camp. That had maybe. Iron Eye, That had Iron Eyes Cody in it. Because that had like. like Ernest goes snapping to jail. turtles falling from the sky with little parachutes and stuff. I remember that. Something happened to my wife. I can't feel my heartbeat. What? She threw up this. I didn't have formaldehyde, so I saved it in olive oil. That was a crazy amount of vomit. Well, I'm not a medical expert. It was a huge amount. She's acting different. I can cook that for you, sweetheart. I'm fine. Did mom die? She is dead and also undead. Zombie? I don't like that word. I think it's inherently negative. I don't like it either. Let's not use it. I do like the way that I feel. I have endless energy and I sleep two hours a night. I get so much done. You eat people. I know. It's just that I'm so much more confident. I can parallel park in one move now. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 106 and my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. Who's Jared? Some people call me Red. We call him Red. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching. Uh, And there isn't much in the way of film news. I don't think there is. I couldn't. No. Uh, But our featured review is much more important. And that is John Wick Chapter 2. We've turned the page. Jonathan Wick Part 2. And uh, the 2014 surprise hit has somehow spawned a sequel spawned a sequel which is just another chapter in this in this fairy tale uh that is keanu reeves and his stuntman buddy just shooting dudes in the head right yes chad stahelski is that not his longtime stunt coordinator i do believe uh well stunt coordinator is different than stunt man True, because he does. I think it's almost all of the I think his stunt double action. is involved as well. Yeah, you can tell it's him because he has that weird bow-legged gait. <laughs> yep. Well, he's, uh, old, he's old now, and he did like the training for the Matrix. Are you kidding me? His run is really funky, isn't it? Yeah, because he's bow-legged. All right. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on Stitcher or Google Play. Oh, coming soon, actually. Okay. Uh, and iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice. When you're on iTunes, you're going to be going ahead and leaving us a five-star review. And that five-star review is going to include a recipe of some kind. You guys are not ready. Well, what's your favorite again? type of kebab? Or are you? What's your favorite type of kebab? 
Tell me how to make a great kebab. Like shish or... Shish kebab. Or or like Tell me what, what you put on the stick uh, and how you grill it. I want to know. What What is the entire draw of kebabs? Like, I don't understand. It's like bite-sized food that you take off of a stick. It's food on a stick. Who doesn't like food on a stick? I, I prefer the donair kebab, like the wrap, you know, like the <laughs> shawarma kind of thing. Okay, leave us a kebab uh, recipe, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw shade and smack on kebabs. Like, why don't you just fry up some stuff in a pan? Like, I don't understand. Because like rotisserie, man. Grilling rotisserie. tastes so much better. I just don't understand why you throw them on these stupid little sticks when you're just going to take them off. When, when I was a kid and I saw someone eat shish kebab first time, and then I saw them take their fork and then slide the toothpick thing out. And then I said, well, what the fuck was the point of that? Well, technically, they would all cook way faster, would they not? Because they're smaller yep. pieces of vegetable and meat. I, I thought so it was it's, like a, it's like an economical choice. I thought you faster. ate it off the little stick, and it was so cool, like a corn on the cob situation. You but can. No, you can totally There's do no that. rule against that. People look at you like you're a monster. See, if well, you're going to eat my kebab then, the don't air style, because there's no stick involved. That's see, just like a wrap or a... Like a bun thing. Wooden kebabs are fine, but a metal kebab I would not want to eat off of because my teeth chomping down on metal makes me squirm so oh, much. Yeah. Like yeah. the Persian yeah. kebabs yeah. come on. I'm metal freaking skewers. out right now. Yeah. Don't even do it to me. <laughs> uh, you can visit our website. It is verticalviewing.com. When you're on that website, there's some primary directives that you're going to need to be following. Look for a primary color. <sighs> it's a yellow button. It says, Press it. It says donate. It'll zip you over to PayPal. Uh, Dogecoin recently shut down. But it's pretty simple to sign up for PayPal. PayPal still accepted. Uh, you can deposit us anything you want. If you want to help us offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show. Mike, what do you want to say? No, no yellow Yellow is one of the primaries. It's not a secondary. I can't remember my color wheel. It's, yeah, is it it's, light or uh, color? What are we talking about here? Red, yellow, blue. Red, yellow, Like blue? light or paint. Like paint and light have different cool. color wheels, I believe. Yeah. I, I just wanted to double check because we're, we're clear. I'm, I'm terrible with color. I just wanted Guys, to let everybody know that we're clear on that. Uh, if you want to help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, keeping the lights on, as I said, the PayPal right. button is your is your ticket to glory, uh, and it's our ticket to uh, paying the bills. <laughs> to, yeah, to slicing off a piece of that internet pie and jamming it in your ear, and then the wet wipes. We need to pay for those to clean up your ear. Because we're very sorry for what we just did. So you say that every week. This is a little... I'm just derailing us right now. What does everybody think of when you're thinking of the pie slice for the internet pie? What type of pie is it? Because I always think of Saskatoon Berry, which might be weird for anyone who has no idea what those are. No, I'm thinking of like a custard cream pie like oh, key mine, lime mine oh i'm close mine is like Pumpkin. lemon meringue yeah mm. all right okay kind of like you know a slapstick pie in the face like the internet pie the internet is probably lemon meringue <laughs> i like it <laughs> verticalviewing.com everything you want is there uh you can also email us your thoughts your recommendations are going to verticalviewing at gmail.com on instagram at verticalviewing on Twitter at Vertical Viewing, there's all sorts of fun comics coming your way. Coming soon. Yeah. We, we we even have YouTube videos coming your way. So much stuff coming soon. It's exciting, everybody. Guys, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's get on with the show. Let's go around the room, Mike. What have I watched this week? I want to know. Uh, I'm not sure much of it's worth talking about, so I'm just going to fire them off quickly. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, okay, you know what? Actually, no, I love these ones. What have you watched? Well, so I watched the first Transformers movie again. Oh, tell us about it. Have you seen it? I assume you've seen it. I I re- have repressed the memory. Okay. I really liked this movie. What? Like, it's not a, a masterpiece or anything, but I remember going to the theater and just being awestruck that they managed to make these Transformers into a live-action movie that was kind of fun. Uh I did. I don't mind Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. Like a lot of people had hate on for him at that time, and even now because he's weird. But more I, so now, yeah. But I thought he was all right. It was entertaining. And uh, Megan Fox at like twenty. Yeah. I mean, this is nine and a half years ago. At this it's point. it's a long time ago. John Turturro is in it as a hilarious Sector Seven dude. Uh, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't suffer from this like the sequel where he we had the the racist Transformers like the black Transformer <laughs> the brothers with the Transformers buck yeah yeah like yeah. And, and we had Devastator's balls and stuff like that <laughs> it, it was before it got too ridiculous and it was sort of in its pure form if you watch the first five minutes of that movie again you'll be like oh man it's kind of fun it's it's great blackout the helicopter dude showing up to the base and setting the scene with this great action piece and the sound design is amazing mm-hmm. uh. And you do hear the like, oh yeah, you hear, yeah, they work that in. You hear it all only and, once in the entire like five film uh, series. Do we hear the, what everybody came to the th- what, if we bought the ticket to hear that or whatever? Yeah, and so they started off really well. Um, all the characters are great. J- like the musical build up when the Transformers come down really worked for me. Yeah. Uh, I, like I'm probably still only going to give this a seven out of ten, but that's high. That's, that's very high for a Transformers I, 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 movie. Fuck anyone who loved this movie. <laughs> no, no. I, like even in 2007, I came out of this movie just pissed off. Lincoln Park still <laughs> shitting on my ear. Uh, like we talk about sticking sweet yummy pie in your ear every week. How Come about on. how about Lincoln Park sticking like dog shit in your ear? At the end of this movie, I think that the, a little bit of nostalgia may have well, colored there's, there's your There's definitely some nostalgia viewing. there, but I thought it, it was uh, it was a franchise I was super excited for, so I went back, watched it again, uh, <laughs> and it's like you know what? All right, all this right. Is, it's it, it's great. It's not great at it's all. It's a great first. Like the rest of the movies make it much worse, but <laughs> if you disregard them, then it, then it's a passable action this movie is, that's fun. This right? is interesting to hear. Yeah, like, come on, man. You like Battleship. Who are you? What are you yes, talking about? That's a fair point. <laughs> come on. I know. Okay. So, and you watched Transformers. Did you, what else Ed, have you it, got? At least, at least Battleship doesn't have Linkin Park, man. Okay. Uh, it's got, like, Linkin Park wannabes, though. Like, what? There's <laughs> like no... There's... Everything, like, well, Battleship <laughs> wants to be a Michael Bay movie. I know, but there's it no... wants that, like... <laughs> there's no obnoxious, like... Let's see. I'd have to pull up the Fucking frat boy rock in it. No, no, we we don't but, need to do this. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, so I, like it was a, it was a week of old favorites for me. Like I kind of put stuff on because uh, I saw them on Netflix. I know I'm Battleship's um, gonna get killed anyway. So uh, man, I'm actually a fan of Battleship. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> the Bergenator. I, I I appreciate how hard they made bat like tried to put the game into that movie. But anyway, uh, so I went back and watched Hellboy, the first one. Okay, um, pretty good, man. I love that movie. Like, it's way better than Transformers. Oh, yes. Um, easily, easily trumps it. Like, this is an, a good, like, eight, eight and a half for me. It's Ooh. so entertaining. Uh, Guillermo del Toro does a great job, and it's one of one of the few movies that incorporates Lovecraftian stuff really well, I find. Yeah. Because the old gods, the big tentacle squid guys in space that are supposed to be coming back, 
it's really cool and menacing. And the fact that they have Rasputin is like the big bad guy. Yeah, he's I love a all neat this- character that you know we don't really see that often. I remember seeing him more as a kid. Like I feel like that that he is underused in literature. Yeah, like the fact that they're t- using this these historical figures and bringing them forward in this fantastic fantasy way is amazing. Ron Perlman, this is one of my oh, favorite roles it. of him yeah. that he's ever done. And I have I'm a huge fan of Guillermo del Toro's designs, like his art style. Mm-hmm. looks amazing on the screen. Do you like the second one? The, uh, the I do, I do like the Army. second one, not as much. I like it way more. Do you? I, I think it has a way better story. And I, I found that the first Hellboy has... It, has it set the stage. It kept it restrained. Hellboy 2. Yeah. It is a yeah. It I is prefer, definitely an origin story. I prefer yeah. the first one, but I asked if you like the second one because I feel like the art is it's is so much a lot cooler in two. There's a huge presence, yeah, with the army. Um, but yeah, like the Hellboy as a character is just amazing to watch on screen. A because, as I already said, Ron Perlman's character, well, Ron Perlman does the character so much justice. But the the writing is, is pretty great too. They make him such a good, relatable character, and he's not even human. Mm-hmm. Like he is one of the most human characters in these movies, and he's a devil. And I know yeah. that's that's all done on purpose, but it, it comes across very well. They don't misstep in any of that. He's sort of born to play that character. Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, it works perfectly. You don't even... I don't even know how they do the makeup in a lot of situations. Like, it's... I don't know where his body ends and the makeup begins. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it would take hours. It is hard to see, and I'd love... He uh, disappears completely. I haven't seen a behind-the-scenes to see how much of this is touched up with CG, um, because I know, like... um, Who played Red Skull again? Agent Uh, Smith? Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Because he had a lot of prosthetics on in Captain America, the first Avenger, but every shot they also added cg to his face yeah but it didn't look like it so i would love to see i don't think they did a lot there but yeah it it seems very practical and great so yeah anyway long story short check out hellboy again if you haven't seen it in a while because it's 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 all good it's pretty dope you can just sort of hope for a third one to sort of tie it all back together maybe one day i mean he's getting pacific rim 2 made it's rare uh what else you got uh that's about it actually all right just those two movies okay uh fair didn't, enough didn't have a lot of time this week to watch anything else no worries you were playing for honor yeah i was playing for the for honor beta which i'm really gonna love i'll give you a more in-depth uh talk about that next week when it's actually out oh yeah and i watched colony on netflix i just remembered that have you do you know anything about this no tell me it sounds uh, sci-fi it's it is sci-fi basically aliens invade the world and take over so oh, that, like that's never happened it's yeah. like that douchebag-looking guy from Lost. Yeah, uh, which one? Not the main, the 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 bad boy who was in the tr- love triangle. Yeah, like, Sawyer. Sure. Yes, it was Sawyer. Uh, so he and uh, the actress who played Lori in Walking Dead are a family inside one of the colonies, the L.A. colony or whatever, because the aliens have put up these huge walls, and they've just appointed public officials to take over it's everyone's just living under occupation basically um (laughs) it's okay i guess it it's trying but it's trying really hard because Mm -hmm. there's the idea is sawyer or whatever the hell his name is in this uh is an old fbi agent and they killed a bunch of soldiers in the army guys when like the aliens invaded and killed them all but he's he's still alive and the new government 
wants to reinstate him to track down the resistance, but his wife is working with the resistance. So then there's this supposed mm. to be this tension between mm. the two groups. Mm. Um, ah, I don't know. <laughs> ah. I watched a few episodes. I gave it my three episode minimum because I, I feel every show deserves at least that as long as it's not terrible to yeah. start. No, that's a good um, like third time's a charm, right? And it's, it's mostly, it's mostly forgettable. So if you like colony, cool. But it's not my cup of tea, okay. so I wouldn't recommend okay. it. Hmm. Red, yes. What do you got? Uh, well, I have uh, I've started watching a new series. As a matter of fact, Ooh. what'd you get? Uh, it's something that my wife and I began. It's quite funny, and it is called the Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, you got into yeah, this? Huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is on Netflix, and it's uh, a Drew Barrymore sitcom, I guess. Um. And in, Timothy Oliphant? Yes. In the first episode, um, I guess Drew Barrymore kind of dies, but not really, and becomes... A zombie? What seems, Vampire? What, she's a werewolf? A, she's undead. Okay, so she's a zombie. So she, um, she needs to eat... She has the hunger. Well, she yeah, has, she yeah, has the, the hunger. Yeah, it starts with raw meat, but then it's that's not enough. Um... So when Nathan Fillion presses her into, let's say, some unwanted intimate situation, that doesn't go well. And she discovers how tasty humans are. Um, so he's done in the first episode. This show is really actually surprisingly hilarious. Um, it's got moments of real dark gore, <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah. To me, that's like... Whatever. Yeah. Netflix, they can just do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, this, I, I'm so happy this is funny. Um, and it's also opened up the possibility of maybe, uh, if we finish this, maybe we'll watch uh, The Walking Dead. Because that seems like a logical next step. Yeah. <laughs> but you start well, with this. But, uh, yeah. But Zombies. You, get, have, you I, get your, you wet your I have a question, though. Whistle. Why, why do you want to watch The Walking Dead? I heard it's really good. Mm. I've I've never heard anyone say that. Every time I hear someone talk about Walking Dead, they they talk about it as if this it, it's similar to Lost, where they it's this burden that's on their back and they've sort of carried it with them for so long, and they got kind of got you know this snake oil salesman kind of sold them this really awesome thing that was great for a couple of seasons or in eighteen episodes, and now it's soured into this shitty weird fucking debt that you have to pay to the show and carry with you well give it a watch i mean if you want to of course i'm not going to try and dissuade you but here's how I, it went for me there's only like six episodes or eight episodes in season one because it was a short uh, short season not bad like okay you know i've read some of the comics they're doing pretty well season two boring season three all right stuff's happening again this is kind of cool season four Half of it's boring, half of it's all right. Season five, hmm, okay. Season six, what the hell are you doing? It's like, <laughs> train going off the rails. How many seasons are we on now? We're on season seven mm -hmm. now. Um, there's there. It definitely has its moments, but there are a lot. This show more than red. So disappointed now. This, this show Look at him. more than many others in recent memory uh, have episodes that just are boring. Okay, maybe we won't watch it then. <laughs> He's so sad. Well, anyways, you can give, give, it a, give it a try, and if you disagree, that uh, well, okay, maybe. But anyways, you guys should watch the Santa Clarita <laughs> Diet. It's it's actually laugh out loud funny. Yeah, and I don't think Walking Dead is no. So it's Drew, a different so Drew genre. Barry, Drew Barrymore's bringing it, unlike yeah. 
Donnie Darko. Um, and I bought two new graphic novels uh, that I haven't got to uh, finish yet, but I will share with you guys. Uh, the first one is part two of one that I've mentioned on the show before. This is called I Hate Fairyland. Uh, it's volume two, Fluff My Life. Um, <laughs> volume one ended with um, Gert being stuck in fairyland. Like, she hates fairyland. She just wants to get back to the real world. And uh, who, she, wait, refresh my memory, sorry. Who, who is Gert? She's like this little, well, <laughs> she got stuck in fairyland when she was a little kid, but she was there for like 30 years and just got totally sick of it and like and did, doesn't follow the rules She didn't grow now. up or anything because it's fairyland? She, her body didn't grow up, but her mind oh, okay. did. So like, she like murders people and like is like really <laughs> gory and swears and like, but doesn't know how to swear. So like uses, like instead of saying fuck my life would say fluff my life, for example. Just using um, the emphasis. Yeah. So I'll, I'll read you a little bit from the back here to maybe uh, give you an idea of what this number two is about. Uh, Gert's still stuck in fairyland and trying to get the fluff back home, but her quest hits a bit of a roadblock when she winds up being crowned queen. Join Gert as she rules the world she hates, meets a new friend named Duncan Dragon, gets her face smashed in by a beautiful princess, and makes a choice that may very well lead to the last days of fairyland. All right. Um the first one was really entertaining. Um, lots of unexpected hilarity as a result of like fairy tale creatures being just mangled. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. We, we it's all good. Trash in the place. <laughs> well, um, who, do, who doesn't love seeing fairy tale creatures mangled? Yeah. Like when she's like in a f- flying uh, sailboat and the moon makes a comment about, Oh, here comes Gert again or something. She like, turns the cannons and blows the moon to smithereens <laughs> and like you see eyeballs going flying and stuff um so it's pretty silly but it's fun um the second book that i've got is i'm added to my yadarowski collection this guy's building a shrine at this point oh this guy's nuts and i love his brain um but this book is called metabaron's genesis uh castaca it's by jodorowsky and das pastoras um I I believe I mentioned the Meta Barons on the show before I read uh, previously. This one is um, the the ancestors of the ancestors mentioned in the Met. Maybe I should read this one too. Oh my god, okay. this one's really short. What what? Uh, once again, though, it's been a while. What what are Meta Barons? Yeah, this guy thinks that we we're on. We're not involved in this. This is all from like the Incal universe. The and Jodorowsky the verse. And, yeah, the Jodorowsky verse. Um, the Meta Barons are like a line of these warrior leaders in an intergalactic civilization. Okay, this is ringing a bell now. Uh, yeah. This one, like, the, so the Meta Barons recounted the extraordinary saga of the genealogy of the galaxy's ultimate warrior, but his ancestors also had ancestors. And far from being noble warriors with an inflexible code, one will discover that they were in fact disloyal pirates born out of brutality and war. Man, this is the most exciting history book I think I've ever read. This is like, like level one thousand nerd level shit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty sweet. <laughs> so I can't wait to. It's take a be- in. it's a beautiful looking book. Oh man, like the hardcover and the art. I'm it's, impressed. So yeah, no, all of. 
all of John Arowski's stuff is insane. Yeah, he, all he of his projects are. He's are a nut. Really open. So Met- Meta Baron's Genesis, Castica. Um, guys, I watched a couple things. I watched a couple things. Starting off, John Wick t- uh, number one <laughs> to get ready for John Wick number nice. two. Oh, that, that goes without saying. Yeah. I think we, we all probably all watched that, we, didn't we? we? I watched it. it over Christmas. So it's it's. I feel like John Wick one um, is a movie that you can put on a loop and just have playing. I'll watch that movie at any point, and then you can rewind it, and I'll watch it again. Um, it doesn't seem to ever get old for me. No. It's John Wick. Pretty, it's pretty pretty darn good. John Wick 1. Um, but when I did watch some new stuff, I watched the FX show Legion. You guys didn't Didn't get a this. chance to. I was I, unable you, you, to you log into my TELUS you, account. You sent so me multiple me. texts saying you have to watch this. You have to watch this, and I would have. It's just it's been a really busy weekend. <laughs> Please do not sleep on this one. You guys got to watch this show. I tried. I'm going to. I tried. Um, to. This is a X Men television show on FX, uh, starring David Holler is the character. Do you guys know anything about this character? Isn't Legion like the son of Professor Xavier? That is correct. He's like crazy, but oh wait, he's not. So we're focusing, I, I, I get strong Wes Anderson vibes and strong Terry Gilliam vibes off Ooh. of this show. We're starting off in sort of an insane asylum. You got uh, the uh, very good looking chap from The Guest and from uh, Downton Abbey. I believe his name is Dan Stevens. Uh, and okay. then you, you got Aud- Aubrey Plaza in here. Uh Hamish Linklater. We're, we're stuck mm. inside of a crazy-ass uh, insane asylum with people who may or may not have fucked-up powers. That's kind of the setup for Legion. There's an awesome opening montage where you've got uh, David Holler's uh, sort of childhood playing out all in front of you. He's in the center of the screen, and we keep zooming in as sort of new new actors every sort of couple of years keep playing him, and we watch his entire aging process. Hmm. Uh, amazing shit and it's super Wes Anderson like I think we're playing some Stones track or something um, but the mutant powers sort of feel like nebulous in this you don't part of I think the charm of the show is slowly doling out what people's powers are and you don't really know what they can do um, they're kind of keeping those things secret from you uh, there's an awesome rogue type character in this this badass chick if you fucking kiss her you can switch identities and shit i don't know what's going on yeah they're interesting they're they're flip-flopping bodies uh all of the jail cells all of a sudden get like sealed up in concrete like the doors get just turned into concrete so everyone's jail cell just becomes a concrete box and everyone's freaking out Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds that sounds terrifying. Really terrifying. You know what's you know what's great uh, for an insane asylum to have concrete boxes. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, guys, Legion. I'm really stoked for this show. There's a ton of cool questions. This thing could be really big. I think um, buzz is good. There's a lot of good yeah. buzz for this, and it doesn't. If if all of the CW shows were as good as this, then I'd probably watch them all. But that's a big ass. They do not. They do not seem to be anywhere near as like visually impressive as this. This stuff is unbelievable. Yeah, no. CW. I think they they have a bar that they just can't pass. Yeah, I think it's this man- is FXX. Right? It, it is mandated that they can only be okay. 
I think the budget is very limited. Yeah, it's like on just those. above sci-fi, like S Y F Y. The other thing I watched, guys. Yeah. Get fucking ready, man. Even, what is it? No, I, seriously, my body is ready. I watched Colossus: The Forbin Project. What? Uh, why did what? Why did I prepare myself for this? The, the four. <laughs> so I watched Colossus. It's called Colossus: The Forbin Project, and it's directed by Joseph Sargent. Oh, Joe. From 1970. Um, Dr. <laughs> Forbin is played by uh, Eric Braden, who's basically, you'd remember him from The Young and the Restless. Must, big, bushy mustache guy. Yeah, I have countless hours of The Young and the Restless recorded at home on Guys, VHS. He, he is of course like the, I remember him from that. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the ultimate soap opera dude. He's this old Silver Fox kind of guy with a big, bushy, uh, broom, you know, broomstick mustache kind of thing. Colonel Mustard. It's it's ridiculous. Gordon Pinsent, Canadian uh, actor, he plays the president of the United States in this. Essentially, what you got going on is like a U.S. versus Russia Cold War thing. Skynet, a version of Skynet is going online, and it's uh, basically the Russians have a counterpart, similar uh, computer, and you have HAL 9000 basically battling it out on both sides. So imagine if... World War Three was in the hands of two computers representing the U.S. and Russia. Hmm. And you're sort of stuck in the war room uh, of the U.S. and Russia, and they're kind of figuring out, well, what do we fucking do? We have our military and our national security and the defense grid and the missile grid all attached to these supercomputers on both sides of the Atlantic. I'm just picturing Pong and everyone watching the screen. <laughs> yeah, of <that>. Missile command. <laughs> it's missile command, basically. And these two computers are like warring with each other and uh, they demand that they can be able to communicate with each other and humans like the both sides, Russians and Americans are like, no, you can't talk to each other. It's too dangerous. Uh, and then Colossus, the name of this computer, it's like, I demand to be Reinstated command uh, communication lines with uh, Guardian, the Russian computer, or else I will launch nukes at the entire world. So it essentially starts dictating terms to all of humanity. Um, right? What if AI computers were put in charge sentient. of World War? Well, not just that. AI would be sentient, but what if they're? What if World War Three is in the hands of like two AIs that are representing the countries? Um, but then this movie takes a fucking turn, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> when Eric Braden, our main character, who's like a super suave dude, he can't communicate with anybody because Colossus has demanded that the designer of the computer be under like constant surveillance lockdown. So the, the computer demands install microphones and uh, surveillance cameras everywhere so I can monitor Dr. Forbin. Because he's the only one who knows how to shut, you know, he, he knows how to shut me down. So I have to keep him under constant surveillance. So in order to, like, communicate with the outside world, Dr. Forbin convinces this super hot uh, sort of physicist girl that he needs to be his mistress. Uh, and he can tell the secrets to her and get, slip them out that way. So, like, he demands privacy. I, I have a mistress. So... Colossus, you need to let me go into my bedroom with my mistress. All the cameras have to be shut off. So, like, the last 
45 minutes of the movie is this weird ruse that this guy's playing on this computer with this girl and they're like getting naked and trying to evade cameras and stuff. It's what it becomes really kind of it sounds weird. That sounds like an excuse. It, it, it feels like a 14 year old's wet dream to kind of get yeah. the girls to take their, their tops off. And so what's, what sort of technology do these computers have? Cause I'm having trouble. It's all seventies shit, man. Well, so I'm having trouble figuring out why they wouldn't just unplug it. Um, it's it, it has cameras everywhere, so if you tried to do anything sneaky, it would uh, it would launch the nukes. Oh, it launched the nukes. Yeah, it has the defense. Uh, at, oh. at the very end, it puts the rest of the world in its targeting uh, zones. It says, all right, now aim all the nuclear weapons at the cities that are not under my command and order them to be under my command or some shit. Weird. It's, it, it's Sounds re- really bad. It isn't a good movie. <laughs> um, it's a reason why not all movies from this age are classics. Yeah, I think that can be said movies. for everything. Well, yeah, I don't know. You, you you tend to only watch the good stuff from back in the what day. Was this That's called? True. I already forgot what this movie was called. <laughs> it's called Colossus. Colossus the Foreman Project. Colossus. You, 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 you've got a nice slouch going. So, <laughs> <laughs> did um, you stop? You you must have watch something to get the taste of this out of your mouth no it's it's not terrible it sounds terrible it's it's, it's not. not great i mean it's 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 fun it's to watch weird. Oh, okay well, as long as it's fun to watch that's it's, yeah. it's a sci-fi that's movie the from key. the not, 70s man. not every film out there has to be world changing life affirming no, thing as no. long as i'm entertained for a couple hours no i I, I, I thought it did on you it did the trick man and it felt good to flash back to some shitty ass 70s weird nuclear paranoia man hmm. um yeah do you guys have anything else no just i'm gonna play so much for honor this week <laughs> seriously this i'm game gonna looks, play five honor this game looks okay uh, i guess oh, whatever uh, it's not for everybody um but it is for me guys let's let's jump into the wikiverse can can we can we exchange some gold coins here um, yeah, I got a marker here. Actually, yeah, I was just gonna say. Do you have to? Do you have to sign those markers? What if you're just like, I don't really want that thing. Oh, you're dead. If no, you, no, well, all no. markers must be honored. Rule when you, number when you, one. When you join no, the fraternity, you don't, you, you don't have to sign it though. You like, yeah, you like. We can get more into that when we're talking about the movie. The rules of this are complicated. It's like a contract, basically. Yes. Where Where can I read the John Wick comic book? You oh, can't. oh, oh! Wait, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't think it's a comic book to me. It feels more like a weird kind of novel of some sort. <laughs> it may be a graphic novel, if you will. Mm, no, maybe. Our review, John Wick Chapter 2. seven million dollars for your life seven million dollars is a lot of money mr wick 
So I guess you have a choice. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? Somebody please get this man a gun. Let's go. Your descent into hell begins here, Mr. Wick. Earl will guide you. Do be careful on your way down. Oh, and remember, you owe me. You don't want me owing you. So that was a clip from John Wick. After returning to the criminal underworld to repay a debt, John Wick discovers that a large bounty has been put on his life. John Wick is directed by Chad Stahelski, and it stars Keanu Reeves, Ricardo Scamarcio, ooh, Ian McShane, Ruby Rose, Common, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, and John Leguizamo. Just just showing up here just briefly again, right? Yeah, no, Ruby Rose was mute because... It's cool. That's how something? they stepped up her acting. <laughs> and no reason for her. To, it was just scary. She was really bad at delivering dialogue or something. Yeah, maybe. Like it, it was kind of neat though, seeing a mute assassin just signing in a movie. Like, where off? Wh- how many times do you see that? Yeah, yeah. It was cool because everybody spoke sign language. Too. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, a line in True Lies where I think the guy says, uh, "They call him the Sand Scorpion," and Charlton Heston goes, "Why?" And we go, "Probably because it sounds scary." <laughs> So that uh, is that why uh, now, you got the sign language, now, sh- like tattooed up chick. Every everyone has tats in this for well, sure. Ruby Rose actually has tats. Those are real. So yeah. since we're on this though, <laughs> is she mute or is she deaf? Because that thinking, was what I was wondering too. Because if I was like, it might not make sense, right? Like if she's deaf, she's got to be a terrible assassin. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe she never I don't knows know. what the hell's happening. <laughs> yeah. I, like I, I really wanted to know. It's just more intimidating when there's no. Like, they, did somebody cut out her tongue? Yeah, they never explained it. Kid? That's probably that. You know, and now she when she talks, she tries to talk. She's like, oh, <laughs> it's 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 someone who talks even less than Keanu Reeves, which is interesting. Um, she smiles more though. She's because she does make some sounds throughout the film, but she just doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, she grunts when she's getting punched and stuff. Yeah, guys, John Wick Two has arrived. Against all odds, who knew this would be here? Who knew they would have, was, have another book in this in this series that was just another chapter, if you will. This comic book series uh-huh. that seems to only exist for Keanu, maybe in, in Keanu Reeves' bookcase, he has the John Wick series that he thinks that everyone else has read. This cool comic book series. It's a cool like uh, world that they're building for sure. Yeah. What did you think of John Wick Chapter Two? Redness. Oh, the rouge, rouge perspective. <laughs> um, I really like this movie. Um, the only, well, I'll, I'll withhold my reservations perhaps until later in, in our review. But uh, I, I really liked it. The action was tight, super tight, just like the first one. I think that's one of the reasons why people like this so much. The choreography is really awesome. Um, not a bullet gets wasted by Mr. Wick. Um, I love just his reputation preceding him wherever he goes. Um, and yet there's still wave after wave of these red shirts just waiting to get oh, yeah. headshots from him. They can't, like, they can't wait. People are just lining up 
to get shot in the head <laughs> yeah, by John Wick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to collect bullets in their heads. <laughs> kind of. Could you imagine being the guy that took out John Wick, though? Well, you're kind of wanting... It's like an yeah. autograph. Yeah, you, like, you, well, that's what every guy yeah. is thinking. Every single guy that gets shot in, in the head by him thinks, well, I'm going to be that one guy that hits him. <laughs> like, no, you're not. No, you're not. He's yeah. Baba Yaga. Yeah, the, the boogeyman. Man. The boogeyman. I think he just you. You basically want to get your brain signed by John Wick. You you want to get <laughs> John, have your autograph. John Wick. This, this is his custom yeah. bullet hole. His John Hancock just written right on your brain with a bullet. Yeah. Um, his dog got huge really fast because it's supposed to be like three weeks after the first one, right? Well, the, uh, he, he grabbed a pit bull in the, at the end of the first yes, one. Yes, he did, but it was still a puppy. And I know that puppies grow into dogs quickly, but three weeks for that thing to get that beast. Was it a puppy? Yeah. No, it wasn't a it puppy. Was a, it, was, it was a dog. Well, I don't remember it being that huge. It's not a puppy. Okay. Well, <laughs> I watched it like two days ago. <laughs> it was a small dog. But anyways, um, not a big problem with the film. Um I like the humor in it. I was surprised by the jokes. Um, the the I don't know what you call him. The guy behind the counter at the Continental. Uh, yeah, Lance the, Reddick, con, I think. the concierge, or is he like, is he a concierge? I guess well, I, maybe? I don't know what you would call him. the 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 front desk manager, maybe. His accent really is almost borderline racist. I don't know what is going on there. I what? think that's his real that's voice. <laughs> Like it, what, what's, was, what, when he what's first appeared in that? Heroes, that was his voice. Like it, that's it, just what he sounds it, like. It, it seems like such a thick. I don't know. The, the character is is very specifically African. Yeah. I, I I don't know. So is the actor. I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the rules in this one. I love like the, the we got just what I wanted in terms of like slightly more information about this weird assassin world, but not too much. He's from Baltimore, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. He's from Baltimore? Like, yeah. he was born and raised yeah. there? Yeah. Um, but, like, the... So, the gold coins, the... Love them. Love them. Um, the Continental itself, the rules... Now we know the two two rules. We know about the Kimura and the high table. Well, yeah, when we knew that there was no... But we don't know much... We don't know what those things are. Well, really? we we first knew that there was no blood on continental property. Yes, you weren't allowed to do business on hotel grounds. And now we find out that there's this Pirates of the Caribbean kind of coin thing that you got to honor. There's a little thing that pokes your you know, little spike. Yeah, the markers. You, you, you put the blood on the oath coin, and uh, you got to honor that shit. You bind someone's soul to a promise. So is this, is this part of admission to the Continental uh, crew, or whatever we call these guys? These markers? No, no I think they're just they're special favors. special items between individuals. Yeah, it, it's like in the, from what I gathered, it's a, you don't enter into a marker lightly. So people signing or these markers are going to be rare. And the only reason that John Wick signed one was to get out of to this retire, world. Yeah. So, Interesting. In the, okay. In the first okay. One. Yeah. I like it. I, I kind of missed that. Uh, all all right. But all markers must be honored. Rule number one. Yes. yes. I think there's going to be more rules that we don't know about. I don't know. There's uh, no, there's only two. Uh, Mike, what did you think of John Wick? W J J W two. Well, as my tweet said, it's cemented itself firmly as one of my favorite action series in recent memory. Um. Because the action really steps it up from the get-go. There's an amazing scene where, you know, John Wick wants to get his car back. And that sets the stage 
it refreshes everybody's memory who may not have recently watched John Wick. It's like everybody knows who this guy is. And it shows you just what he is capable of in the span of 10 minutes. And you got and, you got Peter Stormare there, yeah. is, which just, he's come on. awesome. Come on, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's pitch perfect to set up this film. Um, I, I love that so much. I, I'm with you on this. Like One of the biggest things I enjoyed about the first film was this world it had built. It didn't tell you a lot. There was enough intrigue that I, was, I wanted to know more. And this movie does a great job of expanding quite a bit on that. But we still have no idea what a bunch of it is. And they do it in a way that I very much appreciate, which is just... We listen to the characters talking about it very matter-of-factly. No one, yeah, we're no, shown, not told. Yeah, no one is going through some sort of exposition for our benefit here. They're just talking as they would normally amongst yeah, anyone yeah, in this not, world. It's not spoon-fed It's to very us. natural. And the, and the world-building is done only as the plot requires it to yes. be done, right? You're not just said, here's all the rules and all of the information of this world and explain, you know, here's the, mm-hmm. the Atlas. It's just, this is relevant to the plot at this particular time. So we're going to tell you, this is the accounting department. This is how you see a contract being, you know, created from, from, you know, dis, you know, dispensal dispensary to all of the people, uh, internationally or whatever. I love that. It's all very old school, even though it, it, like the setting is very clearly present day. Like yeah. how you go to the different vendors and they say like, Oh, shall I have it sent to your room? And they're like, yeah, yes. Just have it, you know, added to my tab. Yeah. It, nice old world feel like the classy, <clears throat> this whole underworld that has been built in these, in these movies is incredible. And I, I love every part of that. The action is incredible. Like, they really stepped it up. I was worried when I saw an interview with Keanu Reeves when he said, it's still John Wick-type action, but we've really, like, we've really made it more spectacular. I've, I had this worry in the back of my head that they were going to go too far and it was just going to be another action movie, blah, 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 blah. But that video we saw last year of him training with the weapons... <laughs> He's a beast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can really. see the amount of work he put into this because it is... He's, you, a, he's a marksman. Like, he's beautiful to watch. No, but this Keanu Reeves is a total savage. He's uh he's quite a he knows quite an through. actor. He can shoot like like the gun control and everything he does is co- it's so beautiful to watch. He's Dude, also is like a, a stage like a, he's a, quite a thespian. <clears throat> yeah, you know? doing that weird pinky thing where you grab the back of the gun like under your thumb and, and you, you pull the slide you, back. And you, you pull the slide back with your pinky. Oh, he knows all the little moves. Fucked up little like that is. This is such a great example for other films to follow, uh, where you get your actor trained in what to do to make it look that much more real. Because if he wasn't doing all that, it would still would have been a good action movie but mm-hmm. this t- took it from good to great for me it's the little things and they do that's what john wick is all about these little touches wow. that polish the world mike is a giant fan of i'm this. a huge fan of this okay guys i'm Scott, I'm, how did you i'm gonna rain on feel. the parade a little bit here feel oh, free no. feel free maybe you'll i want to know why you didn't like it because i'll tell you why i might not have it's nowhere it. near as good as the first movie Ooh. i don't think um, interesting it doesn't have I don't want to start on a negative note here but it doesn't have that like focused streamlined um like completely polished feel such a directed like film that the, the first one is this one feels a little unnecessary to me it feels a little bit I don't want to say forced but I I feel like we're just kind of making up a mission for 
for John Wick to go on that doesn't mm-hmm. really inform <clears throat> really any part of his character. Did you did we learn anything new about John Wick in this film? Like not particularly as far as I can tell. Um, um yeah, I don't know. I uh I no. don't disagree with you. I I have another criticism and tell me if you disagree then. Um I don't think this movie has an ending. I think that what has happened here is that as Hollywood has want to do of late, they split movies like one movie into two, two parts. Um, they very clearly want to have a John wick three chapter three or whatever the finale. I don't know what they'll do, but I thought that I wasn't okay. Adequately satisfied. So this felt like a back to the future two ending to you. Right, where it's just this cliffhanger that's completely arbitrary, or or is it more of a Mockingjay Part One and Two situation? Uh, I I'm not. I haven't seen the Hunger Games. It's probably a Twilight. Movies. It's a Twilight Part One and Two. So can, I don't know. Can can we talk more about the how you, how you don't think there's an ending <clears throat> without getting into spoilers or not? We probably can, not. We can get there. Um, let me let me lay out my thoughts on John Wick Part Dude. Two. Uh. It's it's a fantastic action movie. Don't get me wrong. This thing is badass. Um, I wish that we didn't have this opening motorcycle scene. I don't really know what it did. There's this very quick. Yeah. What? Wh- who is that? I, I think he's he's some tr- ru- Russian dude who's he needs John Wick gets the key card. But you're right. I don't think we necessarily needed that. We need we need to find out where Peter Stormare's uh, hideout is. Yeah, and give me more jokes. Like he as the first joke, right? What does he say? Like. It's like he kills him with, and then he interrupts him like with a pencil. With a pencil. I heard the story. I know he's like, with the fucking pencil. Yeah, yeah. My audience was loving it. <laughs> all of those, all of those sort of John Wick isms, and like his reputation precedes him. Yeah, he's the bo- boogeyman. My favorite part of the John Wick series is when you have a villain la- explaining to another villain how dangerous John Wick is in a montage overlaid with John Wick getting ready to kick your ass, like. <laughs> Uh, you know, either smashing, you know, smashing open his fucking weapons cache with a sledgehammer. Yeah, in number one, that's in that's the best. It's so good, right? I want to talk about the uh, th- that concrete weapons cache. There's a, I think I might be looking too far into this. There's a lot of symbolism to that, to the process of sealing up or smashing open your. Uh, your your past life, if you will, like so, the tools of your trade. Yeah, so John Wick's all of his sort of demons and his past life and all of the uh, you know dangerous guilt and all the shit, the baggage that he has all buried underneath a layer of concrete. Um, the the idea of like trying to seal that away in the second movie, which we have him actually, you know, laying Sealing out new concrete, fresh. Uh, and in the first one, smashing it open. I, I just love the idea of like your past being like locked away metaphorically in that hard layer. Um, I didn't like the opening credits, though. Some fucking Pirates of the Caribbean type shit going on with this coin. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I thought the first movie had such a more elegant, just sick looking italic gone in 60 seconds font. Just John, Yeah, that's exactly it. John Wick. That's all we get. In this one, we get this fucking floating coin. They had to spend... They had a little bit of budget left over. And so. it, yeah. I, I felt like we were watching some 
honestly some pirates like of the a, caribbean because like yeah because it's showing uh, the marker and it did really look like one of those cursed coins or yeah. something it was like a loading screen from skyrim um but i will be honest guys i was really disappointed when peter stormare fell out of this movie and uh we got this stupid pointless useless italian guy who could care who could care about this shitty villain and we get this tease of one of the best character actors that hollywood has and he doesn't play the main villain of your movie? I mean, give me a goddamn break. Where did he go? They say peace at the beginning. Oh, you know, you killed my brother, Vigo. Yeah. And uh, because you're John Wick and you could kill everyone with a fucking pencil. Well, you can't. We're just going to have peace. Like You can't have him going after the Russians again. I know you can't, but... Peter Stormare, man. Yeah, but yeah you he, got him in as one of what the other. Russians. What other like culture can we admit? How about Storm, he, How about Stormare. he was just Italian? How about Peter Stormare was an Italian guy? What? Sent his an Italian sounding name, even though he's like give him the the role of the Italian. Yes, because who he, could have cared about this dude? Um, yeah, I mean, I. See, I hated him. I'm not. I'm not really sure that, like, in the way that they wanted me to hate him. I didn't. Well, see, he was a young, smug, entitled guy. Like, I don't know if Peter Stromare, rich kid of Instagram, could actually pull that off mm. in the way they want. Yeah, um, he seems like a distinguished gangster. Like, he pulls yeah, it off yeah, automatically. Yeah. His presence but, is. Peter Stromare is pretty grizzled at this point, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, okay. Fair enough, man. Sorry. He wouldn't, he wouldn't make a dumb mistake like you that. You guys are really going to bat for this uh, <laughs> for this character that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, it's hypothetical Stromare Italian. But yeah, so you guys talk about the world building main draw of John Wick, right? Like, that's the sort of thing that sets it apart from just any other revenge mm-hmm. crime movie. Um, is it sort of a sci-fi fantasy thing? More of a fantasy more of a fantasy. Yeah. I think... I, I don't even know if it's fantastic. It's alternate like it's, universe, I guess, you know? Yeah, it's just like a fictional... It's uh, It's got this weird secret society mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, we don't know anything about the backstory of this world. Um, any, any more of it than we need to. It's all very slowly given out to us. Um, and it's amazing that... I, I keep saying this feels like it's based on a graphic novel, because it really does... Like it feels like these are these are stories based in a universe that's already out there, like a fully formed existing universe that we're just sort of peeling back as these movies go on. Yeah, to does, me, does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I don't know if I think it's as much like a graphic novel. To me, it's almost like a like a 007 or like a, a video like game? a Sherlock Holmes. No, like a like a like a literary character. Where there is this world and somebody has this that they're going to give us in a sort of serialized fashion. Like, you know, when when uh, Arthur Conan Doyle was writing, he didn't just... Dump write. everything in the one book. For yeah, exactly. And, but he also didn't hand you all the information, you know, like you had to read. Yeah, it was enough to stoke the fires of your imagination. Yeah, but, but however... You read the newspaper every week did it feel when when those books were coming out when the sherlock holmes books were coming out did did it i guess it might have felt like it was already part of this big universe how many of those books already existed you know is i I like to think that somewhere on 
you know, a shelf somewhere is this Keon, like Keanu Reeves and his producers have this Bible of John Wick. Like an like a encyclopedia of... Yeah, and it's like this nine-part saga that they already know exactly. Uh, I'm, well, I'm sure the entire fiction of this world is... Yeah, the mythology somewhere. is laid yeah. out. There's maybe a... Like the a high Jada, table and the Kimura have a all Bible. Been. Well, and the Kimura was mentioned at the same time as the Russians or something, right? So... Yeah, there's, uh, there's they're, they're many organizations yeah. that we're getting introduced to. Um, Jimmy's back, right? Jimmy the cop. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey Jimmy. Hey John. Ga- gas leak. Yeah. yeah, gas leak. Gas leak. I, I I can't wait for the third one. You working again? Who knows what it's going to be? See, I got I got I'm just going to jump in at that moment. Keanu Reeves isn't the best actor ever, but he delivers a lot of these lines very well in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, like, as well to as the he best, needs to, the to best, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, to the best of Keanu Reeves' ability. Like, he's never going to win any awards for his <laughs> acting, but... Um, I don't know about that. He's, he's like, he's done some pretty heavy stuff. And, has he? Has he done he, pretty heavy stuff well, though? Wow, well, we'd have to go back to his early work, maybe. Well, and, and Bill this, and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I think in John Wick 1, he does the best acting of his whole career. Uh, yeah. when When he's reading the sort of poem from his wife and he's going through that whole grieving process right at the beginning of the film that's pretty harsh stuff man and this movie i think was sorely lacking um like an emotional core and and a personal drive for john wick i felt much more distance from him as a character this time around i didn't feel like uh the mission he was on really had any stakes to him personally well and so that then i didn't have any sort of attachment to the to the overall story because you know it feel like john wick didn't either i don't know i'm wondering if that's sort of what they were going for or not because what i took away from this film is he did he he got his revenge in the first one because you know they killed his dog and stole his car the last connections he had to his wife and now his house is gone in this one which was really the final straw all of the Mm -hmm. photos have burned up so that life that he tried to escape to is gone so now he's pulled back in but he's still not himself. Like he's not John Wick again. People are like, oh, you're back. You're out of retirement. But what's happening in this is his struggle to stay within this world and follow the rules now that he's left it. Because he wouldn't people he wouldn't have this much respect in this fictional underworld if he didn't follow the rules. And throughout this film, he keeps pushing further and further away from this underworld. Like he's he's no longer the John Wick that everybody knew, and he keeps making the choice because throughout the film he comes across a few different characters who say he gave us a choice. You know, you could go for your revenge and burn the bridge or die, or you can you know apply pressure to the wound and still live mm-hmm. to fight another day. But he doesn't follow his own advice throughout the film. Like he he he's not the same man anymore. So I thought that was kind of interesting how they were showing us he used to be this. But now, even though he's back and all the connections to the life he had are gone, he is no longer the same. He's he's willing to go further than he probably should. Okay, and and turn his back on turn his back on the Maybe. only the only thing that you could argue he has left, which is this underworld. Okay. Rosebud. I I just wish that this plot and this movie hung on a better storyline. Uh, and and hook because I I just I don't care about this Gianni Desanti. Uh, I really don't like him, eh? No, and his sister, please please assassinate my sister. Um, that's I 
Uh, Common is badass. Common is pretty badass. But so, I mean, we can be in spoilers here. One of my favorite scenes in the film actually was the assassination of the sister. So I don't understand this sequence. Can you can you guys help me here? She slices her wrists because she knows that there's nothing she's gonna kill her. Wick is here for me. This thing is over. So she she bleeds to death in this awesome looking badass way. That bathroom is wicked. Wicked looking Roman spa. What a way to go. Super rich styles. And then John Wick has to actually pop her in the head. Well, he has to to, to finish otherwise, his contract. Yeah, there'd be no proof that it was him. Yeah. So I guess I guess I understood that to be you know, the completing the contract on a legal but perspective what, so that he can say yeah, I did it. Let me out, sort of thing. What I liked about this so much was it showed m- more of how everyone fits into this world. Like even someone who has a seat at the high table, if they know they're done, uh, well, if they know John Wick's after, if, well, them. they know John Wick's after them. They just had an, a conversation and they were friends. But everyone within this world is bound by the rules and the laws. Yeah, she, they she, know. she knows that he can't go against. The he marker has to and kill, everything like that. Yeah, killer. So she accepts it and goes out on her own terms. Mm-hmm. And, but that's immediately followed by his conversation with Common as well. Like from what I gathered, he doesn't necessarily have anything against John Wick. But no, they're, they they actually might even like they know each other. Obviously, well, I right? think everyone respects each other. It seems in this entire fraternity. Well, you can, you have the respect, and you can even be friendly or friends with someone. But if you find yourself in that situation. Everybody yeah, is a profession, professional. Profession trumps yeah. anything. And it was so interesting to see all of that uh, and how the movie played that straight for everybody. Like, it, it didn't make an exception for anybody. Everybody within this film is following the rules mm-hmm. of this world. And and that might be my problem here. Everyone. Because is everyone on Earth in this fucking <clears throat> goddamn well, assassin, I think that's the question creed? that what is we're left happening? with at the end, right? Like when he, the, but not the just park that, scene, but well, not just that park scene, but like it is, is the world aware that this is going on and just letting it happen? Is the world aware that it's going on because they're all participating? Is like, wh- what is, I, th- I think that is essentially, I've gathered up all, you know, everyone around you, at any point could be an assassin. I don't, I don't think it is. It's not the world because there would be no out for John to go to. That's why they're giving him the hour, I suppose. Yeah. But I'm with you on that. I think there were too many people around at the end that were part of this guild or whatever. To me, it starts to become obvious that this is a, this is an easy and lazy way for the screenwriters to get out of any plot holes and just sort of say, um, like, oh, where are the cops? Oh, well, they're part of the Assassin's Society, too. Like, it's it's just an easy way for at any point, if you think, you know, the rules wouldn't work, we can just make anybody an assassin and be in Involved on this. in this they're in all, some way. It's like the game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's it's... Is that Deus Ex Machina? I guess it is a little bit. It's you know, it convenience to the plot when it's required. Um, but I don't know if 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 we're saying that there's a mythology that's been thought through that we just aren't aware of yet, then that's not the case. We just we're just ignorant. You know, we just need more information. Yeah, we said spoilers, right? We're in it, and 
so yeah, the fact that there were so many at the end that were in this guild or under control of Ian McShane um, threw me a little. I wish it wasn't quite so many people. But uh, then we're given that little nugget where he calls in his contract with his operating number, 111111. So we we find out right at the end that Ian McShane is the like he's number one progenitor of this in- entire thing it seems like he's the king of new york he's the king of new york and it seems like he started this whole society as well because well, I guess he we, runs it yeah he's, like, I, he's responsible for it i mean i that didn't strike me that didn't hit me with any impact i don't know if it was supposed to um it hit me him as the leader i, I kind of figured that was the case all along didn't you yeah, yeah I, 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 I didn't just, on a global scale i, I didn't know if he and I still don't know necessarily if he's in charge, but then yeah. the call number that he gave seemed to be that he, he is it's old hat at this. It least. might be some warring, yeah, interests. I think he's probably the North American head or whatever. Yeah, I just, I didn't like that, you know, that, okay, well, you get an hour and see you later. And now the whole high table is going to be after you, or the high table is going to send the Kimura after you. Is that what's happening? Something like that. Yeah. And he's like, tell them I'll kill everyone. So we're going <laughs> to get... Which is pretty cool, but at the same time, like, you you wanted to get out. It's such and a drawn-out sequence. now you're taking on the whole world. So Kimura, so are we getting John Wick 3... Chapter 3. Yakuza? Is that... Well... Uh, is Kimura specifically Japanese, or is it like the high tables? I, I, well, assassins? I don't. We don't know. But it like I'm just trying to figure out because yeah, they said Kimura knows? and Russian, so I'm just thinking that they might be a specific. I do, I do kind of like the sequence where they initiate that seven million dollar open contract, and right? all the cell phones are beeping. Well, yeah, and so they they go through on the, that old school DOS system. And, yeah, and they're going through like the the hot accounting ladies are all dealing it with their fucking sweet tats. Everyone's yeah, it's got like tats. Suicide girls. <laughs> yeah, um, and then the awesome fucking montage where you have John Wick duking it out with like several sets of assassins, sort of. And these are layered on top of each other. We're watching him fight this gigantic sumo wrestler at one point. Who takes like three headshots because he's a uh, video game character. And then fighting these people in the subways, all sort of beautifully layered on top of each other. Like he, this is what he has to put up with now that there's a contract um, for this much money. But unfortunately for me, a lot of these action sequences felt a little bit familiar because they didn't want to push it to the next like ridiculous level, which is fine. They sort of felt like we were going through the same motions over again. Uh, oh, instead of fighting at a nightclub, let's have them fight at a nightclub with Roman ruins everywhere. So, well, so I was going to ask just you. like different. It's like literally a video game where they're changing up like the 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 map. You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> yeah, but the, changing the environment in that way plays a big part of it. Like because in the fight with Common and around that time, he's been. We've watched this. That's the watch. We, the setup that we've watched. You know, he's planting guns all through Amazing. The, like, the 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 tunnels. It's, yeah, it's like and a then when he goes level. through and fights, he's got all these different weapons to pick up. Like so that you couldn't necessarily do in the same way in like a brightly lit building or something. You know. Well, I, I love the showdown with him in common back in New York because it has so many funny elements to it as well when they're just walking in the subway and they're, yeah, and they're casually, casually shooting that, that is hilarious <laughs> silenced weapons like i i'm so willing to overlook the fact that silenced weapons are actually super loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> to watch them 
walk through a hallway it's just, it, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious <laughs> and just under their shoulder like no one's you know just on with your shopping folks <laughs> like casual. nothing to see here um i i, I want to ask you guys something before we before we move on to the end of this show i want to ask you guys what are if any like the the secret societies that you see in this movie the assassin society how do, do you see any differences that or similarities if you will with what you see in kingsman the secret service or even wanted um i i, I think there's an interesting look that you could have at each of these societies um well i think in the, the main difference would be that in this one it's not secret the Assassin's Guild does not seem to be secret whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's you know? the most interesting part of Like, Wanted is a secret group. Um, I can't, Kingsman is secret. Kingsman, well, yeah, but Kingsman is, like, the secret service. It's like... They're spies, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a different That's sort true. of... It's not a secret society. It's like a, a government organization. But it's... it's the, the theme is the same. It's we're well-dressed uh, assassins who, you know... We'll but not all the assassins. Some of the assassins ancient are homeless. societies. Well, yeah, and they're not. Like they look grubby. They're and not they just pigeons. assassins. It's just a, it's a crime underworld. So the assassins. There's hitmen. There's. Well, I think isn't it, is it not? I think it's that like this is like an assassins thing. Like the Continental Hotel is only for is an assassins only. Yeah. Type and that's why deal. there's no business on continental grounds is is because hey we're having business all these means murder yeah and we're having all these contract killers in one location it's like you know behave yourself everybody yeah, yeah, yeah but, but it wouldn't like it wouldn't be sanctuary. just for them because preppy Italian boy goes there at the end and he's not an assassin but yeah. he is a murderer yeah but he's just he's just part of the crime family he's he's now going to be one of the twelve well it's just table, this right? underlines the and un, un, one of the problems with this movie is that everybody seems to be in this continental assassins group like it's just well it, it's it gets, i don't think the continental is part of it's not just assassins it's it it's just part of this underworld i think it is because he doesn't go there like he, he he's part of a big crime family and he goes there and he walks in and says i want to see the manager he doesn't walk in and say i want a room and he also holds a marker yeah, it feels like right. everybody is in this fraternity. I don't, and, but I also don't get that feeling. Like when you say the cops are in it, I don't, the cops aren't in it. The cops are like not all of the cops, it. but it it is again a way for the screenwriter to just at any point. Oh, they're very yeah, on that it. cops a, that cops in an assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying with that. Because yeah, the like it's so convenient if you're in New York City that every <laughs> yeah. like bum that you see is actually secretly a perfectly sane expert <laughs> right it's, it's just such an easy way out um but i i really want to ask you guys why is lawrence fishburne in this movie just to Pigeon have a man. matrix reunion literally to have a matrix reunion that's what it has it says in my notes well, as well. And it seems like they've set him up for the Ugh. third movie as well He's the next bad guy, I suppose. No, I don't think so. Oh man, this sucks. I, I don't think so. It, it was actually. Did, what did you guys think of like? So when we first meet him, and he says like, "You gave me something," and he tells the story about him getting his throat cut, but John Wick giving him the choice, right? That's like just how how similar is that to what happens with Common when he stabs him in the chest, and he's like, "The yeah, the, the, the bleed is in your aorta. If you pull it out, you'll you'll bleed and you'll die." That's John Wick's style. Is it, 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 and it's. He gets to deliver that line for common, at least. Uh, well, you know, that, considered it a professional courtesy. Yeah, 
Well, and then it comes full stop when he ignores the rules at the very end and shoots the guy on continental grounds and is excommunicado. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's a professional dude through and through until he's pushed too far. And then he says, and I'm going to kill everyone? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. basically, he snaps, I guess. He, yeah. So, uh, I actually would not mind if in the third one he is not considered the good guy. I just, I, I found this ending clunky and it did not get me jacked up for a third movie. Like, I think they're trying to get me, like, I'm supposed to be completely jazzed for this Wikiverse that's coming out. I yeah, mean, like, what is he going to, is he going to go around and murder everyone at the high table? Yeah, I, I really don't feel like buzzing at the end of this. I, I found the ending to be a bit, yeah, clumsy. What do you want from the third one, Mike? I actually would be fine if there wasn't a third, but um, oh. um, I don't think that's happening. It already made up almost all of the box office that the original did just this weekend. weekend. Yeah, um, I don't know what I would. I, I would want more explanation or or like showing us enlarge this underworld. Uh, I don't want to know everything still. Like, I don't think we should ever know everything about this world. That would cheapen it a little for me. Yeah, I think they're they're yeah. playing that the cards close to the chest, and they know that Which that works. Smart. They, smart. I think they they know it's working. Yeah. But I would like to see him, so now that he's broken the rules, break more in the fact that he doesn't necessarily have to kill these people, even though there's friends and things like that. I want to see him make more difficult choices now in the third one. Um but he's not going after anybody, right? He's just running away. Yeah, it's it's an it's just a chase. Yeah. It's a chase film. Or, or maybe he won't run, but well, like he he won't run, he won't hide, but he will kill well, all who come looking. <laughs> See, they've set it up so that there is really like there's nowhere for him to go. I think to Larry Fishburne is kind of, and then they're gonna he's he's gonna tell him to he they're gonna go back up to Larry Fishburne's awesome hideout where they're hanging out with the pigeons, um, and then Larry Fishburne's gonna say. You can jump off this roof, Neo, uh, only if you believe... Take the blue pill or the red pill. Yeah, and then and then Jack J- Jack Wick, John Wick's going to jump off the roof of this building, and then he's going to turn into like, this weird jello when he hits the pavement. And launch him back and up. And he's going to wake up in this red goo, and then it's basically a Matrix crossover. So, yeah... I don't know where they're going to go with this. John Matrix. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where they're going to go with this. What are you giving but this out of 10? What I would like, before I rate it, what I would like to see maybe is him somehow just overturn the entire underworld. Yeah. Flip the, the high table. Flip, flip the high table and then just be like, you know what? John Wick's king. I, I think it'll be a... Um, uh, for the first half of it will be a chase film, and then he has to turn around and then hunt down all of the leaders. Yeah, all all of the shitty, you know, find the worm in the apple, and uh, and weed it out. Mm. Guys, yeah. let's get uh, some scores. Yeah, here. I enjoyed out, out this. Ten. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit, as you can tell. Uh, it did have some flaws. Like your, the ending didn't leave me necessarily wanting more, which is why I was okay if it's not going to be made into a third one. Because uh, it's kind of it'd be kind of neat just to think. Well, he fucked himself over, and now he's on the run while injured. Probably not going to get too far, even though he is John Wick. We don't even get a name for the dog, man. Come on. Um, but man, the action is so tight. He put so much work into that. It was choreographed so well. It was beautiful to watch. I love. We haven't even talked about the ode to 
Enter the Dragon at the last <laughs> yeah. action scene when they're fighting in a hall of mirrors. Yeah, which felt like a music video to me, but it was still it was, pretty good. It had some really interesting shots. Yeah, yeah, the uh, staircase, like the concrete staircase in that one room, that was pretty neat. Like just just the way they framed a lot of that and the how the action went through it, I, I very very much enjoyed that. Okay. Um, eight out of ten for me. Ooh. I really liked this movie. All right, Red. Um, I'm. It's it's just getting a seven from me. Yeah, me too. It's just. I I mean I want to be I I always say I want to be more ruthless with my ratings and I'm almost giving it a six and a half. Yeah, I, but I'm I liked it as well. I like the John Wick, the the foundations of the John Wick universe enough. It's this film is strong enough to to hold a seven. And I think it maybe gets a boost by how good the first movie is. Just yeah. as that as, sequence that you were talking about, like when you're finding out just how, like, the villain is describing to another villain how fucking terrifying they Baba think Yaga. Baba Yaga is. And John Wick is, like, in this super wide, like, chicks dig it power stance, like, with the sledgehammer cracking through the concrete. That is so fucking badass. Yeah. I mean, the second one doesn't quite have it, but it's the same guy. It, and he's, it, he's shooting people in the head. The action's yeah. so much better in the second one. It's tight. Tight? Yeah, I, I guess. Seven. I just, Seven I, out of ten. I, I, I felt like the action was just hitting the same note that I'd, I'd already seen in the first movie. So even, even if it was necessarily better, um, I didn't... I don't know. It, it it's didn't not feel, sustained. It, and it didn't feel fresh, you know, in the same way that the first John Wick mm-hmm. did. So, uh, seven out of ten... It did, it did lack in the Willem Dafoe department. Yeah, so. he's so fucking awesome. Um, yeah, his wicked sniping yeah, business. that's so good. And you, he's hes just covering Wick's ass the entire time. You thought he was contracted on him. But, but he's, he's really a bro. Shooting next to his pillow and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, guys, John Wick Chapter 2 is in theaters now, kids. Let us know if you agree or disagree with our takes. Verticalviewing at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, on, tw- uh, oh, on, on Twitter at Vertical Viewing, on Instagram at Vertical Viewing. W- what else you got? Oh, I was just saying at the end of the day, it's a fantastic popcorn movie, if nothing else. Oh, this top-notch yes. action. Yeah. Throw some M&Ms in oh. with your popcorn. Yeah, this guy loves some that stuff. flavor boosters. Mm, mm. Mix that in. Um, next week, everybody, we're reviewing The Great Wall. <laughs> yes. Starring Matt Damon. This is going to be amazing. And a bunch of fucking dragons? And Willem Dafoe! He's in that? (laughs) Yeah. He's he's actually the dragon. Like, they're all... You remember when you saw... I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Remember in uh, the Willy Wonka, how it was that one guy was all of the Oompa Loompas? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, in the Great Wall, Willem Dafoe is all of the dragons. The Great Wall was built to keep (laughs) Willem Dafoe out. No, he's also the wall. This is terrifying. He's such a good actor. He plays the wall and the dragons. Yeah, he's so versatile. He actually yeah. plays Matt Damon as well. Um, this thing, it looks amazing. Um, we can either review that or Cure for Wellness. It's going to be either or. Might do a toss-up. Ooh, interesting, interesting. My, my vote might be for Great. Cure for Wellness. Yeah. Because there's like, man... I, it looks like amazing. Viral marketing. I've heard is, it's not very some, good. Dude, they've got some like fake news stuff going around. Like, I had a friend share a thing on Facebook about this study about veganism, and I was reading it, and I was like, damn, this is interesting. And then the quote 
from a doctor at the end of the study was like, share uh, your your new understanding about this subject with the hashtag cure for wellness. Mm. And I was like, what? This was all a troll. The whole wow. website is not real. It's just a, a scam for this cure is, for wellness. It's amazing. That, that is pretty nice. To, to get had in 2017, pretty rare. It's like better than a Rick roll. Mm. Tell that to anybody who believes in the Northwest tree octopus. <laughs> Um, I, do we have time for that? I don't think we do. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. I'm uh, at Jared underscore Sergeant. Nice. I'm at Michael R. Lind. Awesome. On Twitter at Vertical Viewing. On Instagram at Vertical Viewing. Check for some sweet ass comics coming your way soon. Uh, YouTube links should be going out for a Billy Lynn We're, uh, yeah. review. Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. This thing kind of kind of hilarious if you ask me i don't know we're gonna start opening up some floodgates here floodgates floodgates yeah. don't we're not gonna flood it don't we're not, worry no it'll be flood uh go to verticalviewing.com you can click the donate button help us keep the lights on you know help us offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show getting uh, some lemon meringue pie slip you slipping that meringue pie right in between your your earlobes just to those tiny little bones that are in your ear. Just tickling you with some some lemon meringue. Uh, yeah, PayPal links, uh, anything you can do. We appreciate it For very sure. much. Uh, it helps us avoid Casper ads. Oops, shit. Um, we won't talk about me undies either. <laughs> go to Google Music. Uh, go Google Play Music. Yeah, we should like talk about Hover and like people that we actually use. All those Dollar Shave Club, like Libsyn. Good. Oh my God! Listen to all these products that aren't paying us. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Libsyn and Hover. <laughs> you can uh, find us on iTunes. Please give us a five star review. Please give us your favorite kebab recipe yes. on iTunes. Donair. Uh, vertical viewing on Shawarma. iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> is there any shish kebab? Is there any final thoughts from you fellas? I was really trying hard to think about this earlier, and I'm kind of stuck, guys. You can't uh, find a vertical here, John Wick. Like, just just keep it vertical, right? I guess there's no there's none of this what is, new nonsense. So just keep it vertical. Yeah, whatever that means. 